Hey, welcome to Doggy Be Good. Let's introduce ourselves uh, for this podcast, which we're going to be calling Doggy Be Good. Doggy Be Good. Based on uh, uh, your business there. Uh, So, Mike, introduce yourself. Uh, My name is Mike DeMarco. I am a canine dog trainer and a behaviorist. Uh, I am the owner of Doggy Be Good in College Point, Queens. Doggy Be Good started in, uh, well, the original Doggy Be Good started in 2006. I scratched that, 2007. Mm. And... um, we started out just doing dog training, and we started incorporating dog grooming into it, and we built up and built up, and now we own one of the largest boarding facilities in the boroughs. Uh, we do indoor-outdoor boarding. We house up to 75 dogs, so we're pretty much a full-service company. We offer boarding, training, grooming, daycare, mobile grooming, uh, pretty much full-service, and hopefully eventually retail. Um, I've been working with dogs my whole life. Um, I became certified back in 06 um, as a canine behaviorist and a master trainer. But before that, I was doing a lot of volunteer work with rescues and working with different different uh, organizations and you know helping animals. So that's where this all came from. My name is Dennis Lee, and like Michael, I'm based in New York City, and um, I'm a dog owner. I sort of represent the community, the dog owner community on this part of the podcast where we're interested in taking good care of our dogs, but we need advice, we need help, and quite often we like to tap into the experts for some of that information. And so that's why Michael and I are putting this together. I represent more the community of dog owners, and Michael represents the side that has the expertise uh, and, in a way, taking care of a lot of our our loved ones, uh, the dogs. The next thing we should talk about is the purpose of putting together this podcast. You're going to show okay. people there are many, many other doggy podcasts out there. So why are we doing this? Like I said, from the dog owner community side, we are darn interested in you know how to take good care of our dogs, uh, who to go to to board our dogs, you know, the place, best place to get information about advice, health tips regarding our dogs. That's my side of it. So, Michael, then, what is your side of uh, your involvement in this podcast? What are you bringing into this? Well, what I think that is most important is that people, you know, are able to go someplace to hear, you know, what the best way to get training, what they should look for in a trainer, what they should look for when, they're, you know, looking to go away in boarding facilities, you know, advice on grooming. Um, I just want to, you know, give the people the best advice that I can on these topics and, and in these areas. And hopefully we can, you know, help people make the right decisions when they're uh, trying to figure out what the best, you know, option for their pet is. Right. You apparently also have a lot of expertise uh, when you do take care of the dogs while the owners are away. You have to take care of feeding them. So you have a lot of dietary information you can share with the community as well. And that's not an easy thing for people well, to there's, uh, there's, you know, there's put a, together. There's a lot of things that, you know, come when it, when, with dogs' diets. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the old days where they used to just be, you know, bags of food and everybody buy a bag of food and that's what you fed your dog. You know, now there's this, I mean, there's the dog, dog diets are more complex than, than people diets. Um, you know, who's on holistic food, who's on, you know, wheat diet, who's on rice diet, who's, you know, raw diet. There's just so many things and so many variables involved in, in deciding on what's best for your dog. Um, and that's what, you know, it's, it's a decision that has to be made by the owner. 
I'm going to ask the, the next big question here, and that is, uh, if I am someone who needs to go on vacation and I need to have my dog boarded for maybe a week or two, <laughs> who do I go to? Now, I'll tell you, from experience, I've had bad experiences uh, with uh, boarding my dog at uh, kennels. I've had very good experiences, fortunately, with you. Um, but I also hear tons of horror stories from my neighbors and others who, when you tell them that you're boarding the dog, they look at you like, how could you do that to your dog? It's a terrifying uh, fate that you're putting them through. So, Michael, as a big question from the community, I would say, what are maybe three important things as a dog owner I would need to look into if I do need to board my dog? Well, you know, there's, you're right. There is a lot of horror stories out there about boarding facilities. And, um, you know, I, I, I've heard a lot of bad things about a lot of places. Um, some of the things you really need to take into consideration when you're boarding your dog is you, you want a clean environment. That, that's first and foremost. When you go visit a place to board your animal, you should make sure that they allow you to see where your dog will be boarding. Oh, boy. They, I, you're right. Yeah. There are places who will not let you go back down there. No. You're right. And that, that, you know, that's a problem. I mean, you, you should be able to see where your dog is going to be. Um, and when you see that it, it, that facility, it should be clean. It should smell clean. Now, of course, it's going to smell like animal. It's an animal facility. Right, and right. Dogs do have accidents, but it should be a clean environment. You know, it shouldn't. You shouldn't go in there and be like, "Oh my God, this place is smelling horrendous." Yeah. Um, that's first and foremost. You know, a clean environment is very important. It's number one. Yeah. Okay. Also, you want to check to see where your dog is going to be during the day. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of facilities. That offer, you know, beautiful couches and TVs and all that kind of stuff. But let's be honest. Do dogs really care about couches and TVs when you're not home? Not really. They want exercise. They want to be able to move around. Yeah, they need to be occupied while you're away. So you want to see what your dog will be doing during the day. Um, You know, that's why our our facility, we offer outdoor runs, which is a really great, you know, thing for the dogs to have. Because they're able to be outside. They're able to socialize. You don't have to worry if they're being walked. A lot of facilities will offer, you know, packages where they walk your dog and they'll say, you know, we do three 30-minute walks a day or four 30-minute walks a day. Really look at how many dogs they have in that facility and then do the math because, you know, if you have 10, 15 dogs, you know, 30-minute walks a day, unless you have a humongous staff, that's, you know, takes up a lot of time. So be aware of what what you're being offered in, you know, a boarding package. And um, I think the third and the most important is, you know, you want to know that the people that are going to be working at that facility are people that you trust, people that you're comfortable with. You know, you want to see the staff that's there. You want to see who's going to be, you know, one-on-one with your dog. You want to make sure that those people are, you know, trustworthy. You want to know that they're they're reliable. You want to know that they're going to care for your dog. And make sure, especially if your dog's on medication, yeah. which, you know, you, you, you know, Cinnamon has had, right. which is your dog, My has dog, had right. some, some health issues. You yeah. want to make sure that the people that are watching your dog are going to be vigilant and to make sure that your dog comes home just as healthy and happy as, you know, they were when you brought them there. And that's that's the most important. Which which is kind of interesting because I used to bring my dog to other kennels. And when you bring the dog to the kennel, the dog has been there before. And you can tell they don't want to get out of the car. <laughs> They don't like yeah. the place. But yeah. oddly, with you guys, uh, we've been using you a couple of years. When we're getting a cab and we're nearing the neighborhood, Cinnamon is, like, wanting to jump out of the car because she knows she's getting to a place. And apparently you guys do uh, treat her well. You play with her very well. And so she knows she's going to have a good time. Well, you know, it's, 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 it's good that you say that. And yeah. it's nice to hear because, 
It's important. I mean, you know, we, we make sure that we treat every dog in our kennel like they're our dog. We give them all special attention. And it's also the, you know, the atmosphere of the kennel. Um, anybody we bring into the kennel, whoever we hire, we, we, we make sure that we uh, interview them. And we make sure we do, you know, a really good check on who they are and what they're about. Because, you know, in order for you to enjoy being in a kennel and working in a kennel, you have to really love the animals. And if the animals are not something that you are really into and it's just, you know, a job for you, then it's not going to be something you want to be there for and it's not going to be something you enjoy. So, Michael, another very interesting uh, question that I have from the community is, well, you guys who take care of the dogs, uh, boarding the dogs, what are some of the horror stories you run into? I mean, you have your side, too. Uh, uh, you know, either with the dogs or with owners, you know. Are you talking about at our facility or stories we've heard about other facilities? <laughs> um, your facility. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, every, every you know, we board, we, we board literally hundreds and hundreds of dogs a year. So you're always going to run into situations, you know, that, that happen with some of the animals. Um, we had a cu- couple of things that I can tell you that were pretty funny. We had one dog. And uh, she was a, a little pit bull mix. And uh, we were all standing outside. We had a full kennel. And all of a sudden, from the corner of my eye, I see this dog at the top of the fence. She literally jumped, climbed to the top of the fence, and hopped out of the run. And then came running over to us to say hello. Like, she was so happy to be out. That's a tall fence. That The fences there are, are uh, they're nine-foot fences. <laughs> And uh, oh, this dog just jumped in and went right over the fence. It was unbelievable. And jumped nine feet down. Jumped nine feet down and came running over to us like it was, you know, something fun to do. Um, so that was one of the um, that was one of the uh, funny things that uh, had happened at the kennel. Uh, we've had some pretty, you know, in, pretty bad incidents that have happened in the past as well. Mm-hmm. You know, some dogs get a little rambunctious and they get a little crazy and they try and tear the fences apart oh wow Uh, we had one dog that actually cut his face on the fence uh he was you know trying to i I guess chew his way through the the uh, fencing um so he got a little little cuts to his face and you know we of course took him right to the vet okay and took care of him um the owner when the owner finally came back and you know we you know saw what had happened she at that point indicated to us that the dog has chewed his way through her fence as well, oh, and she just okay. never told us about it. So, <laughs> okay. you know, things that you might want to let us know right. before you go away. That's important. Uh, yeah, but most owners may not be wanting to admit that. <laughs> yes. Then we had one other dog, which is a very funny incident that happened, a cute little dog. Yeah. And we came outside, and we looked in the dog's run outside, and there was a little puddle of blood. You know, the dog was urinating blood. Oh, gosh. Does, I sound, who, does this sound familiar to you? I wonder whose dog that was. It's my cinnamon, unfortunately. That freaked everyone out, I'm yes. sure. Yes, and we raced cinnamon over to the hospital because we yeah. didn't know what was wrong. Right. And it turns out that she had a urinary tract infection from, what is it, crystals that she gets yeah, in her urine? Yeah, So now... Uh, she had a dietary problem, apparently, and uh, <laughs> it grows crystals, and, you know, the crystals scrape her... Her bladder and your in and then she's peed, peed blood. And when you called us, we had just gotten off the plane in Florida. When you called us, we were in a panic. We, we just got off the plane, didn't know what to do. But actually, what was really nice was you were able to reassure us uh, that you would work with us. Yeah. And okay. calmly, you were able to help us figure out who to go to, which doctor to go to. And eventually, we were able to figure out with the doctor's help what the problem was. Yes, we and, transported her. In, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because you had dropped the dog off. Yeah. And the very next morning, right. the very next morning, 
there was blood and I exactly. said oh my god she's peeing blood right and we and were not aware that she at that time she had that problem before within two minutes we had that dog loaded up into the van and on our way to the vet yeah. and it was just a urinary tract infection simple uh, antibiotics and it cleared up right away well the thing is uh, I'm not sure of other places where you board dogs would go through that kind of trouble you would hope they would um that's not what you I've been hearing. So. Yeah, that's not what I've been hearing. So in a way, you guys went a little beyond the call of duty, and we were sort of grateful for that. Mike, another question I have here is, have you guys ever been victimized by your dogs? Because you have so many of them sometimes you have to take care of uh, at your center. Well, we do get, um, I mean, we have dogs with all different personalities and all different temperaments. Um, occasionally, we do get dogs in that are you know, pretty aggressive. Um, our facility, our handles are trained to work with these animals. Um, so we do accept, you know, aggressive dogs. Uh, as long as we're able to get into the run and clean up after the animal, then, you know, we'll accept your dog. Okay. Um, we did have some incident. We, I mean, one incident that sticks out in my mind, we had a gentleman come. He had two pit bulls, never boarded with us before. And, uh, you know, he was explaining to me on the phone that his dogs are, you know, can be aggressive. They're protective. And I said, well, you know, we're we're equipped to handle that, um, you know, as long as they're not absolutely, you know, insane. Right. And he said, no, 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 no. They're fine. They're, you know, they're they're good dogs. And uh, pulls up to the kennel. The dogs get out of the car. I went outside to greet him. The minute I stepped in front of the, uh, in front of his car, the dog lunged and grabbed onto my arm. And uh, wound up taking a nice, nice piece of my arm off. Um, oh, needless wow. to say, I told him he couldn't board his dogs. Yeah, the dogs are nice to the owner, but yeah, not to anyone else. I mean, we we, we have dogs that are aggressive. <laughs> okay. uh, we have a couple of um, you know frequent flyers that come to our kennel. That you know, as long as we don't touch them and you know we leave them alone, they're fine. They follow the program. They come in. They come out. Yeah. They'll take their food. They just don't want to be pet. Um, other dogs that we've had come into the kennels, you know, have been extremely, extremely aggressive. Um, you know, we, we're equipped to handle that. We use our, uh, our long poles to help them in and out of the kennels. Um, but, you know, we, we don't like to take overly aggressive dogs. But we do get dogs that come in that are, you know, pretty pretty uh, aggressive. Um, I myself have been... Uh, bitten numerous times not just because of the kennels though but also with training do you also come across dogs where the owner's gone and they're in a completely new environment and they just clam up silence yeah we we get that sometimes too um you'll have dogs that go on on like a hunger strike and they just will not eat until their owners come back oh wow um (laughs) what do you do do you force feed them or what well when (laughs) we, we do a magic mixture we'll give them three days and after three days we do a magic mixture and that includes you know broiled chicken broth and okay uh you know stuff like that a lot of times they'll start to eat if it goes too long uh, and they will not eat. We'll give them like, you know, four days really the max. And then yeah. we'll, uh, we'll call their emergency contact and let them know that they're not eating. Okay. Um, but I, we've, I, can't ima- I can't remember any time we've actually had to send a dog home because of that. Usually once you mix the magic mixture in, okay. they, they eat it. Okay. They eat it. But, uh, yeah, we do get dogs of all different types and personalities. Um, and we've been bitten on many occasions. So. Oh, have to look at your scars <laughs> as the record there. <laughs> Well, this is our first podcast, so we'll keep the uh, uh, topic brief for this time. Uh, But basically, we're doing this as a service to the whole dog owner community. And uh, we would just like to open this up uh, for questions from the audience. Uh, Because Michael here has a lot of 
experience here dealing with a lot of these topics, uh, good and bad, and he can actually share and give us some perhaps some useful advice. And uh, perhaps uh, we should basically just invite people to come to our site. Uh, Michael, your website is uh, doggybegood.net, and it's D-O-G-G-Y, B as in boy, E as in Eddie, G-O-O-D dot net. That's our main website. Um, you can find out how to email us, contact us in any way you'd like, and you know we'd be more than happy to answer any questions that you have. You can send them to us, and we'll address them on our next podcast. Right. And uh, my site here, which is in partnership, uh, is called caddyk9.com, so it's C-A-T-T-Y. C-A-N-I-N-E dot com. And basically, we just set that up to basically house a lot of the podcasts and also comments uh, from the public. Okay, so any of those two websites you can just come on to uh, and uh, share any comments you have. Okay, well, first uh, podcast, uh, Michael, thank you very much. Oh, and I had you. a great time. Me too. And Me hopefully too. this will be the start of a, a much larger conversation with our community. Absolutely. Okay. There's a lot of topics that we're going to need to uh, right. cover in the, in the future. Right. And it doesn't have to be just about boarding. Uh, of course, it's, it's many, many topics because Michael is also an expert in dog training. And he also has uh, expertise with uh, 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 dietary uh, needs with dogs and all that. So there's an enormous number of questions that the community can, can uh, ask and share with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So until next time. Good night. Good night.